Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I hope you're able to tune into our last episode in which I talked with Brian Willis. Well, today I'm excited to introduce you to his son, Elliot. I had the chance to talk with Elliot earlier in the year to get his perspective on growing up in the ministry and now working with Samaritan's Purse. I love the way that God used Elliot's experience, talents, and abilities to lead him to work with North America Ministries. Before we get into our conversation, I wanna give you a few updates from North America Ministries. NAM currently has staff at nine rebuild programs operating in North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, and Texas. These three of these rebuild programs in Texas are related to Hurricane Harvey, and they are still rebuilding and repairing homes, as well as providing replacement manufactured homes. The Pierland and Rockport programs will be closing later this summer, and the LaGrange program will be completed later this year or early 2021. To date, over 1,120 homes have been completed, surpassing the goal of 1,000 homes. Let's get into my conversation with Elliot Willis on North America Ministries. As you might remember, we, we talked to a couple kids, which I say kids, they're grown adults that now work or have served with Samaritan's Purse, but their parents worked their whole life. So they grew up in the ministry. Um, and I wasn't able to get one that I really wanted. Um, Elliot Willis, he wasn't in town, but now he is as he's making time to sit with me. So I wanna touch on some of the things we covered there, but also his current role within Samaritan's Purse. So Elliot, thanks so much for making time uh, while you're here in Boone. Oh yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. When we came up with this this episode initially, you are one of the ones I wanted. And so I'm glad that you made time. Um, Elliot grew up with his father serving in Samaritan's Purse uh, his whole life, mm -hmm. um, long time. Um, and so he's been able to watch the ministry grow and now works with North America Ministries. So Elliot, I'd love for you to share uh, what you do now and maybe how um, the Lord prepared you to serve in this capacity. All right, well, yeah. Uh, so I work in North American Ministries as the assistant program manager. Um, so we have multiple assistant program managers, but um, I'm one of five right now. Uh, but I came in uh, to North American Ministries not really knowing um, a whole lot more than that we help on disasters. Uh, and uh, it's just a great opportunity to uh, to grow and learn um, different aspects um, of the ministry and of what Samaritan's Purse does to help others uh, in need, uh, especially in a time of crisis or a time of a storm. Um, but uh, growing up with uh, with a father at Samaritan's Purse, and uh, actually every single one of my family members has worked at Samaritan's Purse at some point in time. So having that um, that background has helped me to know exactly how Samaritan's Purse uh, will treat wants to treat those that we're helping, uh, whether it be uh, just sitting there and talking to them for uh, 30, 45 minutes or four hours, however long it be it needs to be, um, or going in and tearing out drywall, removing refrigerators. Um, that's uh, that's just God's God's heart uh, in action, and everyone uh, loving and caring for those uh, that are that are in need, and seeing that from uh, from anywhere from a crusade, crusade uh, to uh, working in different departments and seeing uh, those that are that are just uh, on the ground um, and also sitting in an office and uh, just being the support staff. It's been um, a great opportunity to to see all those parts come together. Mm -hmm. 
And so there's so many things I want to cover with you today. But to start with, um, as raising kids within the ministry, um, you know, my our goal and desire is to bring them along and allow them mm-hmm. to be a part of it. So even from an early age, how did your parents do that? How did you feel a part of Samaritan's Purse? Um, so everybody jokes that uh, I was, uh, they remember me since I was knee high and mm-hmm. walking around. And uh, it's true. I mean, dad had me in the office uh, as many opportunities as he could have. Mm-hmm. Um, now that was when it was a lot more uh, or a lot fewer people that were mm-hmm. actually here. So it wasn't, um, I didn't get trampled or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but those of you know my dad also know that he's huge. And uh, so at, a, at that point I was also, Nehi was two, um, but I uh, I love uh, love being able to uh, walk around and see uh, and experience the the different different things that uh, that Dad provided um, by me being able to go to crusades and mm-hmm. go to festivals and go to conferences and um, pretty much as soon as I started walking, I was able to to be a part and to learn and see how uh, how God's love and um, and how Samaritan's Purse uh, has just been um, going down the right path, and um, and just any any opportunity that I had to volunteer and work mm-hmm. with uh, Dad in special events, or work with uh, someone else that might need a little bit of assistance, an extra set of hands, that type of thing. Um, it's just it is Samaritan's Purse is a family, mm-hmm. so being able to have that family atmosphere uh, has been uh, has been great, and it's been. Um, a joy to to grow and um, and then come back to Samaritan's Purse as well and see uh, how the things have changed and um, how God's working. Mm-hmm. You talked about how it's changed over the years. So can you talk to me about that? How have you watched it grow uh, over the years and what has been the biggest changes to you? So other than the obvious of how, how many people uh, are in, uh, I mean, devotions this morning, I, I walked in and I was like, well, there's a lot more people than three months ago when mm-hmm. I was here last. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, I mean, last the the last memory that I, or the earliest memory, I guess, that I had was uh, probably of uh, walking down these halls uh, in the admin building and uh, just having um, having those, uh, those close relationships and seeing 10 or 15 people turn into 1,500 people mm-hmm. and uh, just being in in the re- close region. Um, but it's uh, just seeing all the departments that have changed and um, matured. And um, I mean, even I think of projects uh, having all these different little pieces that come off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm working in one of those uh, mm-hmm. in North American Ministries. It's just... Uh, seeing all the seeing the growth of um, how how the people that God put in place uh, in each department have mm-hmm. um, have grown the the ministry in uh, just being able to share the gospel, uh, which is uh, the primary purpose of uh, of Samaritan's Purse is just loving and sharing the gospel with those that are in need, uh, whether it be here uh, domestically or internationally. Um, it's been mm-hmm. a privilege to see that. And so growing up um, around Samaritan's Purse, did you mm-hmm. always think you wanted to work here or what? how did God work in your life to call you back to serve? So uh, my sister and I had a 
always had a running joke that one of us was going to take dad's job. <laughs> uh, and that was from the, the time that we were little, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just because of the opportunities that it presented and mm-hmm. it brought to uh, brought to our family. Um, yes, he was gone a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it was very rewarding. Mm-hmm. It was one of those times where I could see um, I could see the benefits of hmm. of dad being gone uh, when I was. I mean, I rem- I do remember a few times um, being upset because dad was leaving again, mm-hmm. but um, I knew that he was going out to to do something good, mm-hmm. and uh, being a part of that now um, was something that I've I've kind of always known was in my blood. I know I've knew I was going to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've. Even when I was gone, I was still working with um, with ministry. Mm-hmm. So that was um, it, to answer your question. Yeah, it's it, it's always been something that I've mm-hmm. dreamed of of doing. Um, didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing, mm-hmm. um, but uh, having this opportunity to grow and learn more, um, I, I think it's uh, laying the groundwork for uh, something down the road potentially. Um, whether it be in North American ministry still or in another department, um, wherever God has me. Mm-hmm. When you talked about your dad traveling, it made me think of, you know, for me and our kids, you know, their hus- their dad mm-hmm. travels a lot. And um, I think they've always been okay with it because we are used to it from the military, mm-hmm. but it is different um, in the ministry a little bit, you know, because mm-hmm. I never want them to resent God for calling, you know, their dad to serve. So how did your dad, how did your parents, I guess, balance that? Um, and how did he kind of, yeah, make up for it? Or how, mm-hmm. were, how were you able to not be resentful of him leaving? So, uh, I mean, one of the one of the biggest things was mom and dad just were, they would sit, sit Kelsey and I down and just say, hey, this is, this is what um, dad's job is for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also being able to go on those, go to crusades, go, mm-hmm. go to festivals, go to a conference, do, do a lot of things with, um, with dad. Um, when I had the free time, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times it was I was, he was gone during the week, and so mm-hmm. I would come home from school and he wasn't there. Right. But um, it was those times where I was out of school. Um, he would make he'd go the extra mile and make sure that I was I was there and I was seeing how God was working uh, and seeing the different ways that that Samaritan's Purse was um, was growing and uh, sharing the gospel. So that was that was probably the the biggest thing was actually being able to visualize it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. being ta- taking, uh, being taken to a um, an event uh, was very rewarding. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it ended up being the way that I came to know Christ mm-hmm. uh, was a, a Billy Graham crusade. And uh, that was at a, a rather young age, but it mm-hmm. put, it planted that seed of, um, of seeing the benefits and um, knowing exactly that it that dad wasn't just going because he didn't he didn't want to be home with me mm-hmm. he wanted mm-hmm. he wanted the best for me um, and he wanted the best for his now grandkids mm-hmm. so having that opportunity to to go out and and um, be the hands and feet of Christ was um, was great to see mm-hmm. that's awesome um, so can you talk to us about your role now um, and and why Samaritan's Purse saw a need to open up a base of operations um, in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, about a year and a half ago, I was uh, given the opportunity to work with North American Ministries and work um, in 
uh, disaster relief. Uh, and that's going around to any and every disaster that mm-hmm. happens uh, d- here domestically. Uh, I have been to 12 different disaster sites in the wow. past year. Uh, and that's been very eye-opening as well. Um, but the biggest, my biggest takeaway uh, is that individuals that go through this disaster, go through this crisis, um, that's not the only disaster that's going on in their mm-hmm. life. There's not, there's other storms that have gone on. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard that from a few uh, other people that you've talked to with um, North American Ministries, uh, but just the, just having that opportunity to go and serve mm-hmm. um, and see see the need. Um, but down in, I mean, we, we've just moved to uh, Capel, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, which is where the Southwest Ministry Center is. Uh, we opened it up in November and we've already seen um, the benefits of having someone, uh, having a team down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had just the other week, yeah, it was uh, on Christmas Eve, there was a, a fire at someone's house uh, and we were able to to go and help them just uh, just because they weren't able to do it themselves. Uh, we had a team that was out there. Uh, it was a handful of volunteers and then we had some uh, Billy Graham Association chaplains that came out as well. Uh, and it was uh, it was definitely a, a, a need um, just to, to, to love on, uh, on those that were affected. Uh, and then also with uh, any, we had the tornadoes that happened recently, there were 27 and a 63 mile stretch. Um, between three three different states, uh, it was it, it was an opportunity that that we didn't have from North mm-hmm. Wilkesboro mm-hmm. um, before. It would have been a day and a half uh, commute down there. Uh, this time, and we were we were there assessed and back in a day and a half. Mm. Uh, so that was that opportunity um, is amazing, and that the the ability that we've uh, had to go and and do the assessments and do the outreach uh, from a central location, uh, especially in Tornado Tornado mm-hmm. Alley, mm-hmm. Um, is just um, just a great opportunity. And still being able to go down and work with those that need help in Har- after Harvey, um, we still mm-hmm. have teams there uh, on the rebuild side. But uh, being able to have that have that um, hub so close is. Mm-hmm. Um, is definitely uh, an awesome experience and opportunity, uh, as well as having the Operation Christmas Child uh, Processing Center there as well. Uh, it was, I think they uh, they were right at a million, just over a million uh, shoeboxes that were sent out from that uh, processing center alone this wow. year. And being able to see that um, fr- firsthand is just, it was amazing to see the the faces of those that were there mm-hmm. and that came and volunteered. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about the Southwest Ministry Center? Um, mm-hmm. What all do you house there and yeah. what does the staff look like? So we have um, at, at the Southwest Ministry Center, we do have uh, both Operation Christmas Child as well as um, as well as uh, North American Ministries. And we have the lone donor ministries uh, gentleman that's down there. He, uh, he's become part of the family. He'll go around to different parts and that's, okay. uh, it's, fun to, it's fun to get to know those that, um, that haven't, uh, that typically I wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. get to know. Um, but we have, uh, we have the, the same space that, 
it's a it's actually a hundred and ten thousand square foot building that mm. has been divided up into uh, processing center for Operation Christmas Child, and then also uh, we have a section in North American Ministries for all of our supplies and then our equipment. So we have. Um, two different uh, disaster relief units. We have two different bunk houses, hmm. uh, shower trailers, uh, skid steers, uh, kitchen units, um, and so then extra supply trailers, and then our new DRBs, which are the disaster response vehicles. Uh, and those are, uh, think of a box truck that just has all the supplies mm-hmm. that you might need for a, either going to a house or going to five or six different houses and working there. Um, but our goal is to be able to be self-contained and to be somewhere within a day. Um, that's the biggest thing with our um, with our uh, ministry center being down there is just that opportunity to to serve from a closer uh, geographic area. Mm-hmm. And now, part of this uh, the podcast, you know, is to connect the global family mm-hmm. of Samaritans first. You know, we are spread out all over the country, mm-hmm. all over the world. So talk to me about now being in Texas. Talk to me about the partnerships. Maybe um, were there big churches that Samaritan's Purse had been working with mm-hmm. prior, um, or do you have new relationships that have formed being mm-hmm. in that part of the country? So we had a uni- unique opportunity um, about a week before everyone moved down to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were actually 10 tornadoes that hit down uh, about, I think it was about 15 miles away from where the warehouse is. Um, so we, before we even got down there, we had a partnership with some local churches. Um, one of those is uh, is Gateway Church, a church that we've partnered with on uh, many other uh, occasions with Operation Christmas Child and also with um, some different conferences and, and those type of things. But um, but we've that that was a, a good transition for us coming down there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. You hate to use a disaster as a as a, a way in, a foot in the door, but it definitely um, helped um, to have to gain a little bit of respect from those that are that are there, um, saying, "Hey, were you here for this disaster? Yes, we were. Mm-hmm. We want to be a part of this, the the uh, the community." Uh, and one way that we're doing that is uh, just reaching out to different churches, um, different. Um, whether it be a mega church or a church of 10, 15 people, um, we want to be able to to go to them and say, "Hey, if you want to help serve, we have some opportunities that are that will be locally." Um, and that was how we helped that that family in need um, after their fire mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. We helped. We had um, local volunteers that came out and they just they just served with uh, with those that were um, in the area um, and. We also have started uh, building relationships with some of the emergency managers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, there's some conferences that we're looking into. Um, Not sure where those are going to go, but um, that's an opportunity to to go and just um, work with the the local local churches and um, just let them know that we're there and mm-hmm. um, that if they're looking for a place to to help serve and to get some volunteer time in, um, Smyrna's Purse is a great great way to do it and a great place. And we do more than just Operation Christmas Child. We mm-hmm. have um, we have year-round volunteer opportunities. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something a lot of our NAM volunteers work with um, Operation Christmas Child. Um, and they'll 
they'll set aside those times, but Mm -hmm. the rest of the year is devoted to North American ministries and disaster relief. Mm -hmm. So can you talk to me about how you prepare yourself? You kind of live in a life of, yes, Lord, send me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're ready to deploy it and at moment's notice. And you said you've been to 12 disaster sites this yes. year. That- uh, so in the past year and a half. Wow. Yeah. How, how do you prepare yourself for that um, and then bounce back for another disaster? Um, so one way, I mean, we we do have a next out list, um, which helps you to know, okay, I do need to have my ducks in a row for mm-hmm. Uh, for the next week or next month or however long. Um, but a lot of it's just watching the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, uh, when I was applying for the position, I had a uh, a mentor that has worked here in numerous roles as well that uh, his advice to me was, you will never watch more weather channel than mm-hmm. when you're doing this position. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Um, so, uh, just being able to to see the uh, the the way that the weather changes mm-hmm. and knowing, uh, I mean, with when Dorian came through and um, devastated the Bahamas, it, we were prepared to go down and and work in, uh, in on the east coast wherever that it may have hit again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, God pushed it pushed it out to back out to sea, and then it came back in. Um, to mm-hmm. in the Canadian area, but just having that opportunity um, and being able to to serve is a it, God prepares your heart for mm-hmm. it and pre- prepares you if um, just in that mindset of okay, I'm ready to go um, mm-hmm. whenever there's the opportunity to serve. Um, so just being able to to go out and um, and work uh, it it's just. Uh, it's become ingrained in me mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started, it was, all right, I've, I'm going to be gone and better get my electrolytes in, better mm-hmm. get my vitamin C mm-hmm. in. But um, now it's just, all right, here's my routine. And kind of mm-hmm. it's it's become, as most people have a daily routine, that's part of my daily routine mm-hmm. now. It's just, all right, mm-hmm. am I packed? Am I ready to go? Mm-hmm. Um, and I always have a bag ready. Mm-hmm. just in case I, I go, because you never know if it's going to be uh, one site or if it's going to be five or six sites. So proactive and reactive yes. all at once. All at once. Um, so I'm sure that there's many, um, you know, stories or beneficiaries that have really touched your life. But mm-hmm. can you share one with us, a time where the Lord really used somebody to minister to you? Yeah. Um, so the, I would say my, it's probably one of my, if not my first couple days of uh, working in uh, Shasta County, uh, California. I was, uh, I answered the phone for a lady that needed help. And she had had, her house had burned down and she just needed to try and find her um, her husband's uh, war medals and firefighter medals. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, so she called. She called one time, and I answered. She called another time. I answered again, and um, so throughout the whole process of um, from her having the work order written to um, to going out and having uh, all the work completed, um, that was one time I was there the entire um, the entire time. And so being able to talk with her mm-hmm. and hear her go from one. Um, 
one extreme emotion to another, mm-hmm. um, that really touched me. And that was something that um, she, just the way that, that she graciously and lovingly was talking with me while she was in this time of crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, it just helped, it helped comfort me uh, and help me know that God had me in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to talk with her has, was a, as a, it was a blessing in itself um, mm. because in this time of need, she was ministering and loving mm-hmm. and just being so gracious to, to our team just for coming out. But, um, and I mean, it was, it's one of those times where you go out and you're like, okay, I'm going to help somebody today. Mm-hmm. But they, they bless you more than you, hmm. than you help them. Um, and so being able to see the look on her face when, when that last medal was found and mm-hmm. when she was able to have that closure, mm-hmm. um, God used that uh, in, a, in a great way, a mighty way for, um, for me to know that I was in the right place. Mm-hmm. And speaking to that, because I know, yeah, a lot of times we want to serve, but the, mm-hmm. you know, it blesses us in return. Um, is there a time where you didn't have what you needed or God provided and, you know, stepped in supernaturally, you mm-hmm. know, and you saw in a tangible way Him providing for you? I, I mean, I can't, if I can, I have many. Uh-huh. That's the, so it's um, just having the, the uh, having those unique situations out in the field where maybe a, a home needed, um, needed some, particular work to be done mm-hmm. um, and it being laid on our hearts to to go and help do a little bit more than we typically do. Um, and one weekend uh, in Winnie, Texas, uh, which was about, uh, I think three months ago now, um, we, uh, we were working and this um, community member came and said, hey, there's this opportunity. Um, can you can you help a little bit more than you typically do? Um, and so we prayed about it and uh, ended up being able to, to do it solely because we had our rebuild team just came down for a day um, mm-hmm. and they they were able to um, to do that work and we could, we could give that as a special project to them uh, and not take away from the opportunities to serve uh, those that we had already promised. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, it wasn't necessarily supplies that somebody that that we received that we really needed, but it was mm-hmm. it was just that extra. Um, this is the the group that we need, and God provided, and we were able to do it in a timely manner. And mm-hmm. then they actually were able to finish that morning, and then that afternoon go join another team and lend a helping hand there too. So just mm-hmm. every time that you're like, okay, well, we need this particular skill set. Mm-hmm. God brings that mm-hmm. in. So mm-hmm. I've seen that numerous times. It's awesome. So um, in wrapping up, I know you have mm-hmm. served, you've lived in Alaska, you've served with Operation Christmas Child, mm-hmm. projects, you know, U.S. disaster relief. I mean, you've done it all. Mm-hmm. You've been all over the ministry. Um, can you talk about maybe a common theme? You know, obviously each department has mm-hmm. a, a different, um, I guess, goal, but what is the commonality throughout? I would, I mean, it's, it's on our, I mean, it's on our logo mm-hmm. of helping in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever we go, uh, our goal is to share the gospel mm-hmm. and to, 
to love on those that we impact either directly or indirectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to um, to serve in uh, that capacity, whether it be um, working and um, and being in facilities and just helping make the um, make sure that everybody's safe and making sure that they're the they have a good um, there's a good atmosphere to work in um, all the way to going out to disasters and working mm-hmm. uh, working with those that are um, that are in a storm uh, it's every role that I've had has played a crucial hmm. part in that uh, and everyone at Samaritan's Purse uh, does that same has that same uh, impact hmm. uh, whether we know it or not um, hmm. it's it's cool to see kind of down the road where God's used something small that you're like, oh, no, that's something insignificant. Mm-hmm. And then you get down the road and it's like, no, that was, that had a ripple effect mm-hmm. all the way down. And, um, and it's, and then the big things you're like, you're like, oh yeah, that's going to have an effect. Mm-hmm. And it has the small and the big both mm-hmm. kind of come together. So um, just, just loving uh, on, on your neighbor. Mm. That's awesome. Cause yeah, you have been all over every capacity. Um, and that is one other thing I wanted to ask you, you know, what would you say? Cause that is the goal of this podcast is mm-hmm. to show that each of us has a part, um, you know, whether you're, yeah, you never go on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, you've been on the field, you've been in the background, mm-hmm. you've, you know, had all different kinds of roles. So that was my other question was, you know, how would you encourage everyone listening, you know, yeah. to do their part yeah. and to, to do it to the best of their ability? Uh, do everything like you um, like you're doing it for your mom. Mm. That you want to make sure that, uh, or your grandma. Uh, <laughs> you want to make sure that she's that they're happy mm-hmm. and that they would feel um, that they would feel like uh, you were successful in your day um, and that you um, you're showing love and kindness to everyone around you because that person next to you may have maybe having a crummy day, but they, uh, but you showing love to them could lift them up. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're just sitting, uh, sitting at lunch or sitting in devotions, uh, just God always puts that specific person there um, that you need to interact with. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something I've seen in the field. I've also seen uh, at the at the offices. Um, mm-hmm. You never know who's who's sitting next to you and who who's maybe hurting more than you, um, but just know that your impact also um, down the road has, whether it be for someone next to you or someone that you've never talked with, Mm -hmm. um, there's always that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Elliot. And thanks for your service and your sacrifice and all that you do for the ministry. And thanks for making time. I know you're Uh, barely here. And mm -hmm. so appreciate you making the time. Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciated having Elliot in the studio to hear his perspective and heart on the ministry of Samaritan's Purse. I especially loved his last answer on doing everything to the best of your ability. It reminds me of Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I hope you are encouraged like I was. As a parent, it was a good reminder to see seeds that were planted as a young child grow into something God could use for his glory. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you have a great week.